Daniel Kingdom Church family, every one of you, we welcome you, we miss you, we long to see and to have fellowship face to face, and we thank God for, for your prayers for me and my wife, and that we are healthy and strong, and that our church are also in a good state, and most of us, I trust God that each of you take care of one another and reach out and see after each other's spiritual and physical well-being in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We welcome also the body of Christ, every believer, every brother and sister. We value you. We appreciate you. You are part of the family of God, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ Jesus. And we welcome also all of our friends and colleagues. You are most welcome listening to me sharing with you on our overall theme of biblical pictures of the kind of church that God is after. There's a church that God is after and that He wants and that He desires a glorious church, a triumphant church, a church that display the uh, uh, dominion of Christ in the earth. Hallelujah. And I have uh, not completed what I taught last week. So this week I want to move forward. But my main key scripture, uh, as you can turn there, is Second Corinthians, Second Kings chapter four. Second Kings chapter four, and in that portion of scripture, you will see our complete need, or the church's need, for the Holy Spirit to not disregard the Holy Spirit or devalue His presence, but the church can do really nothing and very little without the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then also, my other scripture will be Numbers chapter 9, where I will show you how the church should be directed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because without moving under direction or, or, or the Holy Spirit giving direction, we will become irrelevant and also out of season and miss the real purpose of the living God. Amen. And then also the other scripture where we will see the zeal that we have that Jesus had, that is in John chapter 2. That will be the scriptures that I will speak from to the glory of God. Amen. We know <coughs> what is load shedding. We also know what is power failing, especially now in our nation. And the why do I mention that? Because the Holy Spirit is like electric, electricity. Uh, without electricity, there's a power failure, failure, or there is, as we say here in our nation, a load shedding, and where there's no power coming from ESCOM. And we know how, what state we are sitting in when there's a power failure, when there's no electricity supply. Such is the state of the church without the Holy Spirit. Uh, when there's no electricity supply, we, we can have our cell phones, but it will mean nothing. We will see we uh, tell our TV it, it does not function. We will see our electrical stove, there's nothing we can do. Our microwaves, there is no light. We're sitting in darkness, though we have a globe, though we have a stove, though we have a fridge, though we have a cell phone, a television, or a hairdryer, or whatever, or a dishwasher, or a washing machine. Everything comes to a standstill. What does God want to tell us through that? He wants to tell the church without the Holy Spirit power and constant flowing of the power of God or the church stay plugged in to the Holy Spirit, we will see that we will have all our equipment 
in the church, but it won't operate effective and it won't operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. Just like we have our microwave and we have our TVs. So we can have our singing in church without the Holy Spirit. We can have preaching without the Holy Spirit. We can have a choir. We can have a prayer meeting. We can do evangelism and have open air without the power of the Holy Spirit. And it will be, even we will sit in spiritual darkness without depending on the Holy Spirit. How shocking that is that many don't ask. And you need to ask also, if there is a power, as Watchman Nee would say, you must always ask in the church, what power is this? Is this electrical power? Is this soulless power? Is this human power? Or is it the power of the Holy Spirit? You're even preaching, as I said last time, you get men in church history or in the history of the world that were great speakers, but it wasn't the power of the Holy Spirit like Barack Obama is known for a great being a great orator. I think now, how will you differentiate if such a man maybe is preaching and knows the scripture and he can speak well, he's got eloquence, he knows how to uh, uh, use the English language and all of that? But is it the power of the Holy Spirit? Like Hitler was very persuasive in persuading people into his way of thinking. So you get many, many great speakers, but you then you get somebody he maybe cannot, he don't have uh, all his A's and B's and all of that, but he has the power of the Holy Spirit and his words are of greater effect. Do you hear me? Because of the Holy Spirit. I'm reading to you 2 Kings chapter 4 just to brass up because this is so, so important for every one of us. Even us in FDKC, you need to, and let me hasten to say as I'm teaching that the only place where the supply, fresh supply and constant supply of the Holy Spirit gets into the church gets into the life of every believer is when the believer's life is on the altar for God. Amen. We are priests in the first place. As I pointed out to you in the past, the three main functions of a believer is priesthood, then into the prophetic, and then thirdly into kingship. It's, a, it's those three levels. It doesn't go any other way. You don't get kings in the church who, don't have, who are not priests. And that is cardinal and very important in the church, those three functions. That, is, that you can liken to the three rooms in the tabernacle of Moses, the outer court, the holy place and the most holy place. I need to repeat these things so that it's stuck, so that you can uh, 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 don't forget it, but get into the real practicalities of it. You understand? Because we are losing the altar, we cannot move into the prophetic. And it's only through the prophetic and God wants a prophetic church. Therefore, I have that book there at the end, the prophetic church. Where do I get that? Acts chapter 2. The Lord says, I will pour out my spirit in the last days upon all flesh. And I must tell you, the church is awaiting before the rapture another mighty move of the spirit of the Lord. But that Acts chapter 2, we are waiting on uh, 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 the latter rain. That will only come to those who have a altar, those who are priests, a church that is full of priesthood. Hallelujah. 
and the priest's main function is to bring sacrifices to God. And prayer is the main sacrifice that releases the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you hear me? Every believer, or you can see the health of a church by its prayer room. By The prayer is the engine room of a church. Do you hear me? When I come to later on to the zeal that Jesus had for his church, that the church should have also, you will see he turned the tables uh, over and he put out uh, people who were made, making money in the house of God. And then he said, my father's house is a house of prayer. Do you hear me? The church's main function is the altar, it's prayer, and that is sacrifice. That's laying down your life. And because we don't want to lay down our lives, we don't have the energy and the power and the direction and the lordship of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. God never caters for the flesh. God always wants you to stay dependent on Him. Do you hear me? Nobody become independent of God. And even those who are ministers that must bring the Word of God, their prayer life is important. Because it's through prayer that you stay connected to the head of the church, the Lord Jesus. It's through prayer that the Holy Spirit start to um, keep control and keep His Lordship over your life. Hallelujah. So I repeat, it's from priesthood, a priesthood sacrifice, and I'll put some more emphasis on that. Then Acts chapter 2, then the church enter into the prophetic. Because Acts chapter 2 says, In the last days I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Here it comes. Your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. Let me tell you, wherever a church is full of the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 2 says that young people, will be zealous and excited for God. They will have vision. In other words, they don't run loose. The As Proverbs says, without a vision, the people are loose. That's what the, the proper translation, loose means nobody have direction. Do you hear me? But the Holy Spirit will give the young people vision and the old man will dream dreams and I will pour out my spirit upon them and they shall prophesy. The emphasis will be you will speak words of God. You will be prophetically directed. Hallelujah. And from there kingship comes where we will exercise the kingdom demonstrate the kingdom of God and divide the word kingdom up to get a full understanding of kingdom. It means believers will be kings and they will exercise dominion. And that is the ultimate purpose of God with the church as we read in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. God made men after he let us make men after our image and in our likeness and let them have dominion. Amen. The devil thwarted, the devil put a stop to God's plan, but he will through the remnant in the church have a people that will move out of the outer court to the holy place and to the most holy place. And from there, they will demonstrate kingship. They will demonstrate dominion. Hallelujah. Display and demonstrate means they will make God visible. The invisible God will manifest himself that people can see Jesus 
in his kingship and in his power and in his dominion. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's the purpose of God. With every believer must have these three anointings in his life. Priesthood. Therefore, every man of God who have responsibility in the church of God, his duty, his calling is to equip the believer for the work of the ministry. In other words, so that every believer can do the work of God. Amen. And how do we and what must be our main aim in getting believers into the shape and condition of priest hallelujah the priesthood of the believer and the priesthood speak of believers whose life has been laid on the altar for god as romans chapter 12 would say i beg you i beseech you by the mercies of god that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice unto god which is your reasonable or spiritual service of worship. Hallelujah. So the believer's life should be on the altar. His body should be on the altar for God. A living, not in the Old Testament, it was dead sacrifices. But in the New Testament, you should be every believer a living sacrifice. In other words, you live for the purposes of God and for the purpose of your life. Hallelujah. God has got a dream life for you. God has got a reason why he saved you. And you must be consumed with this thing driving you to two things must drive you to fulfill the will of God for your life. And secondly, to fulfill the purpose of God for His church. Those two things should consume your life. Hallelujah. Therefore, the Bible says of Jesus, zeal for God's house consumed him hallelujah to be consumed means it's something eat up eat you up from the inside the king james says zeal for god's house eat 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 him up hallelujah it means a burning desire to do the will of god for your life to do the will of god for his church just two things I put in front of you. This should consume everything in your life. Hallelujah. Nothing else. And for this you should make every or any sacrifice. Because otherwise you miss your reason for existence. Do you hear me? You miss the reason why Christ came. Hallelujah. Amen. It's for you to be consumed with desire to do God's will for your life and for the church. What is zeal? Zeal speak of a burning desire after something. Zeal to be zealous. It speaks of passion. Hallelujah. It speaks of something that's burning inside of you everything is directed towards this purpose whether it's sleeping whether it's clothing whether it's your job whether it's uh, friends everything reading music everything is consumed by this thing that drives you everything is channeled your money your work your sleep your dress code your food your drinking your friends this is your passion this is what is driving you when i turned seven fifty sorry when i turned 50 and on my 50th birthday my wife <laughs> my wife put on my invite 
people that's invited to my 50th birthday. I didn't tell her what to, but, but she put the scripture on the invite. That Edgar zeal for God's house consume him. I'm 64 now. That was 14 years ago. That zeal is still burning and burning and burning. I'm consumed with this passion to do the will. I might be a failure in many other things, but in these two things, I don't want to fail. It's to fulfill the will of God for my life. Number two, to fulfill the purpose of Christ for His church. Hallelujah. Zeal for God's house consuming. But where does the zeal come from? This zeal you can have for a little while and then it is gone. This zeal needs to be plucked in by, with the, or by the Holy Spirit. This zeal needs an altar where your life daily and if all the way is laid on the altar. Hallelujah. As an electrical plug has got three prongs. They call three places, you understand, a three-prong plug. I was just thinking, and this is your three-prong plug as your life is on the altar. The first prong is the Word of God. You must often be fed by the fresh Word of God. Hallelujah! From there your power comes. The second prong is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, your prayer life, praying in the Holy Spirit. The, the other, the earth part of the three-prong plug is you need a spiritual father, somebody that you feed often and regularly from. Hallelujah, a prophet that speaks into your life. The success and the, what turned this woman's life around that we're going to read of. Because he came to complain and she said, my husband left me in great debt. The creditors has come now to take my children. What turned the life around? She got plucked into a prophet, Elisha the prophet. Do you have a prophet? Do you have somebody that pump fresh golden oil into your life? Do you get the three prong plug? The three-prong plug is the Word of God. You must daily listen to and be soaked in the Word. It must consume you. It must consume you. Secondly, you have a prayer life that you pray in the Spirit, praying in tongues, ministering to God, whether you, uh, 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 after your time of prayer, you should pray in tongues, where you work, where you move, where you walk, where you in the bus, the taxi, wherever you go, you must pray in the Holy Spirit, be plucked into the Holy Spirit, and thirdly, feed from the prophet of God. Do you have your three-prong plug? Hallelujah, you need to stay plugged in, hallelujah, so that the fire and the zeal has fresh supply all the time, hallelujah, glory to God. I'm reading for you 1st, 2nd Kings chapter 4, I'm, I, I'm reading this again because it's so vital, let me just first tell, go over the story and Give some spiritual application that you can then read it with me with full knowledge. I give you as a prophet what you would never have seen in this portion of scripture. I speak to you as a prophet with the mantle of Elijah. And God has said that and prophesied that over me. Hallelujah. And I've raised up many who are in the ministry and be even successful Christians. If you can follow a prophet, 
get somebody. Why do I say that? Because second, this was one of our key scriptures. This is our motto, our slogan. What drives friends of Daniel Kingdom Church this year is Second Chronicles 20 verse 20. We are in the year 2020 and God gave friends of Daniel Kingdom Church through me, your prophet, the man of God, Second Chronicles 20 verse 20. And then also Numbers chapter 1 verse 3, which speaks of you must be 20 years old to qualify to get into the army of Israel. Didn't I give you that hallelujah and we were so spot on because we in a war and numbers chapter 1 verse 2 or 3 will tell you when you're 20 you need to be enrolled as a soldier in the army of God and a soldier is a dead man walking that's that's a priest there is somebody whose life is on the altar and first Kings chapter 18 verse 20 first King chapter 18 verse 20 Elisha Elijah repaired the altars of Israel because it was in the day of Jezebel and the rule of Baal where Israel was in a backslidden state and they didn't and they served other gods and the reason was First Kings chapter 18 verse 30. This is the problem in the church under the spells of Jezebel. Under the gods of Baal. Baal means fertility, prosperity, the church chasing money. But the church is weak and the church is powerless because the church has lost its supply and respect. Of the Holy Spirit. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? And the Bible says, verse 30, Elijah repaired the altars in Israel, the priesthood. It's when that were repaired, when that is in its place. First Kings 18 says, Then the fire came. The fire of the whole. We ask, where is the fire of God? There won't be fire without an altar. There won't be fire without priests. There won't be fire without sacrifice. There won't be fire without prayer. Jesus chased everybody out of the temple and he says, You made my father's house a place of, of, of money changing. You, you, you chased away the doves of the Holy Spirit. Do you hear me? And the church, and he says, my father's house is a house of prayer. If we don't get this thing right of prayer, we can forget about power. We will have power, but soul power, it won't produce. We will have willpower. We will have money power. We will have political power, but we won't. Esther had no other power. There was no money power. There was no political, but she had the power of God. That's the church, what God wants. The power of God. But we disregard the power of, just like this widow, we disregard the power of the Holy Spirit. Then the fire fell in Elijah's day. And after that, the rain came. And then the, 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 before the rain, a cloud as, as big as a, a man's hand, which is the hand of God, which speak of the fivefold ministers, in their rightful place, but it comes after the altar. Do you hear me? The fivefold, select the fivefold. Because not everybody in the fivefold can even produce for God the kind of church that He wants. Do you hear me? And out of that cloud, as big as a hand, as big as a man's hand, from that. The, the rain came, and with the rain came speed, 
because Elijah outran Ahab. Wow! The reign of the Holy Spirit. The fire of the Holy Spirit. Here in the story we're going to read, it's the oil of the Holy Spirit. The olive oil. But I quoted you a other scripture that is so apt in this day. Second Chronicles 2020. We in 2020. 2020, Second Chronicles chapter 20. The Lord is saying to the church, Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Does that verse say? But believe in his prophets and you will prosper. We are too full of pride to acknowledge the prophets of God. Because prophets are not honored by in the church. And the people follow more what is popular than what is the, what is the prophet saying. What are the, and you should chase after the word of the prophet. The prophet never runs after you. You as a ear, you should run after the prophet. Because Elijah said to Elisha, why don't you want to leave me? Because Elisha knew he want what Elijah had. He knew the value of the anointing of the prophet. Hallelujah. He put everything aside, Elisha, and he chased after Elijah's anointing. Because what was Elijah? He was a father. And he was the chariot of Israel. And he was the horseman of Israel. Can I unpack that? He was a father. It means he had an inheritance. He had something that his food and his... And the chariot speak of he had treasures. And his horsemen speak of he knew how to make war. He was a general in the army of God. And he can produce soldiers for God. Hallelujah. What a blessed word to you today. And 20 in Numbers chapter 1 verse 2 or 3. That age is not physical 20. It's spiritually application it means. 10 is the number of responsibility. 2 is the number of a witness. He sent them out two by two. The Bible is written with two testaments, the Old and the New Testament. Amen. In the mouth of two witnesses, a thing will be settled. Hallelujah. So two speaks, even the Ten Commandments was written on two tablets. Do you hear me? Because two speak of a testimony. Do you hear me? But ten of responsibility. Hallelujah. Hear me my spiritual application of even numerology. Numbers in the Bible. Ten is the end of the single digits. Do you hear me? Praise God. Because after, after your single walk with God... God will take over when it comes to 10. But you stay a naught and God becomes everything in your life. Hallelujah. God becomes, you consume now with God. And the one speaks of God and you are, when people praise you, you will say, the praises must go to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So a soldier speaks of Bishop and the Bishop Dag, uh, Lady Pastor Ada sang a song of "Be Ready at 20. Hallelujah! And I'm going to end my preaching and teaching today, uh, this more this evening, by by making appeal to young people to give themselves to God when they are young, fully and completely. One of the keys to wisdom is to start young. Hallelujah! In the ministry, you must be young. Don't wait till you are old and, and your bones and you cannot go to an open air and you don't have the energy anymore. Give your youth to God. Hallelujah. I'm preaching and I'm teaching to you. I'm mainly important this evening is to do an impartation than to feed you just with information. 
Do you hear me? That I'm preaching and teaching tonight to do impartation than to bring information. Hallelujah. Impartation go directly to your spirit, even past your mind. Hallelujah. But information goes to your mind and you must dissect it. But I'm speaking now to impart. Romans chapter 1, Paul says, I wish to come to you, Romans, to impart to you a gift that I have from God. Hallelujah. To impart. Hallelujah. You need to touch a man of God. You need to be open to the prophet of God. Hallelujah. So 20 speaks of a responsible walk with God. A testimony of somebody that have a testimony of a responsible walk with God. Hallelujah. Somebody that as he feels he's accountable to God for his life. That is the start of being a soldier. And my brother and sister, according to Leviticus, the highest value to God of, when it comes to the children of God, he values the highest soldiers. You'll find that in Leviticus. Hallelujah. The highest value. Why is that the highest value? Because God wants to demonstrate the defeat of Satan through soldiers to the glory of God. Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20. Believe in his prophets and you will prosper. That word prosper means you will have a smooth pleasant journey to your destiny and God's destiny. Oh, how beautiful that is. Derek Prince, my spiritual father, said the word prosper, even in Hebrew and Greek, has got little to do with money, but money is included there. But it's got very little to do because spiritual prosperity comes when you do the will of God. God then will give the money supply. Everyone who speaks a lot about money has got a wrong heart and a wrong direction to go. Do the will of God for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Bishop Dex's key scripture to prosperity is the scripture my wife also loved very much. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 is the key scripture to prosperity. Do you, do you hear me? What does Matthew 6 verse 33 says? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And everything you look for in life, you don't need to look for it. It will be added. The car will come. The house will come. The wife, the husband, the life partner will come. Do you hear me? The place where you need to go and stay, the job, the money, it will come. But seek ye first. For the word first is proton. And proton is where the word protein comes from. In, in protein builds strong teeth and strong bones and a strong immune system that will cut away everything that's poison and toxic and bacteria. And will make you sick and lame. Let first things be first. First the kingdom. Amen. The book of uh, Revelation. The seven churches. The church of uh, Ephesus has lost their first love. Your first love. I'm speaking of proton now. Your first love must be. When you got saved, you were consumed with Jesus Christ. Even if the love don't turn up to church, you would take a taxi. Whether it rains when you were young as a believer, you want to, you, you, you were thinking of, can't we have every night church? 
Do you hear me? You want to be in the prayer meeting. You'll speak to sinners in your workplace. I remember one of the brothers I brought to the Lord. Today he's a pastor. Uh, uh, even in his job when he was newly saved. The boss came to stop him and said to him. He mustn't talk to others now. It's time of work. He cannot. He said to his boss. Listen. You come last. The Lord comes first. Uh, Look at the innocence of a newly born Christian. Where is your first love? Your first love. Amen. Amen. It's when you are in love. Are you still in love with Jesus? It's because you are not plucked in. It's because you are not plucked in. And there in that letter to Ephesians, the Lord says, You've lost your first love and your first works. Amen. And your first, the proton is seek first the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm at the word prosper. You will have us. Here's the spirit. The word means a smooth, pleasant journey to your destiny and the destiny of God for his church. How is that? But you need a prophet. You need, even in the book Hosea, the Lord, the Bible says, through a prophet, he brought them out of Egypt. And through a prophet, they were preserved. Hallelujah. Through a prophet, he brought them out. Are you in Egypt? Are you in the world? Are you stuck somewhere? Through a prophet, you must make an effort and you must lay your life on the altar for God to come after Jesus. Hallelujah. You need to sacrifice your life. Hallelujah. Through a prophet, he brought them out. And through a prophet, you will be protected from and be preserved. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm reading now. This woman is a type of the church I'm reading about. Her husband is gone. She's a widow now. And I give you the spiritual application. The church is like this widow. The church's husband, the Lord Jesus, is not here. He left us in debt. Do you hear me? And like a widow longed for her husband. That's gone. So the church should have longings for Jesus. Eyes only for the Lord Jesus. In the book of, of, of Song of Songs, the Lord says his bride have got eyes like dove's eyes. It means a dove can only look at one object at a time. It speaks of a church that's consumed with love for Jesus Christ. As the chorus says, turn your eyes upon Jesus Look full when you pray in the spirit. As you fly away. As you fly away like an eagle. Fly in the spirit. Your spirit mounts up. The eagle has got two sets of eyes. They will tell you. His eyes that he looks, that his eyes that is functioning when he's on the earth, it turns into eyes as he look up into the sun. And he look, as he look up into the sun, he mounts up higher. Eyes for Jesus. Eyes for Jesus. And then the Bible says this woman complained. She's in debt. And she said to Elisha, the creditors has come. To want to take my children. And the spiritual application is. The Lord left the church in debt. We have got work to do. But the church cannot pay its debt. The church cannot meet the demands. And do the work of God that he requires. Do you hear me? And Elisha asked. What do you have in the house she said, I only have, a, I have nothing in the house. Only a jar of oil. 
in that jar of oil was the solution to the problem. Hallelujah. And I'm saying to you, that jar of oil speak of the Holy Spirit. I'm reading to you it. Now a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. Do you see there? Two is the number of witness. The church should have young people as witnesses. Hallelujah. Verse 2. And Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? He was perplexed. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Look at her. What was her answer? She said, your maidservant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. What is this? This means she disregarded the oil. She didn't have much value in the little jar of oil. That's the chance. We don't value the Holy Spirit. We don't value His power, His presence. And we are powerless without Him. We, 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 we like having a power failure in the church. There's no fire. There's no rain. There's no wine. Because this, this picture that we are reading of, we find it in John chapter 2 too also. Because there it was a wedding feast. And they ran out of wine. And the wine speak of the Holy Spirit. And the empty vessel speaks of believers that should empty themselves of the world, psychology, education. We respect education. Moses was educated. Paul was educated. The others were fishermen. But their education only comes into play after your life is on the altar. Amen. It comes into play when it comes under the power of the Holy Spirit. Because otherwise, the church is much fed from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Do you hear me? You get dominis. You get people who are not born again, who are priests, who are apostles in the new apostolic church or reverend or father in the Anglican church or in the Dutch Reformed church. And thank God for those who are born again, who are leaders. But the majority comes from Bible school, seven years in Bible school, but feeding the people from the tree of knowledge they can use the bible but it has no effect it just brings pride and puffed up people do you hear me and much preaching is many times soulless nobody the preacher is not crucified the preacher soul has not been cut into by flint knives, as Joshua chapter 5 says, Joshua must use flint knives to cut away the flesh. Do you hear me? The tree of the knowledge of good, and there's a good side of that knowledge. That's education. As Bob Mumford said, we don't mind degrees, but the church is dying by degrees. In other words, these degrees, could, you must be a doctor, professor, so-and-so. That has weight outside of the church. Do you hear me? That has weight outside, not in the church. In the church, we want to know who are you in the spirit. Paul says we know no man after the flesh. Amen. But after the spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You must eat from the tree of life. Jesus Christ is the tree of life. I'm in John chapter 2. When, and here the a man said, get empty vessels. As John chapter 2, there were empty vessels. And Jesus said, he used water. Pour the water into 
those empty vessels and it turned into wine. It was a miracle. Because when you're full of the water of the Holy Spirit, it will turn into the best wine. Hallelujah. The, the, it will be a miracle. It will be glory. Hallelujah. Because the process from water to wine is time is in the equation and a process and fermenting and all of that. But the Lord turned it immediately into wine. Hallelujah. We want the wine of the Holy Spirit in the church to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And it will be the best wine. Many churches operate on old wine. Old wine. And I want to show you that. We cannot, even the Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 6, that dove's dung will be expensive in the church. What is dove's dung? It means the dove is gone. But we, there are churches, the dove has been there in the past. But the dove is gone. And they sit with yesteryears. Dung of the dove. My God. Where's the dove now? Where's the dove now? Do you have those symbols of the church? I speak to you now. The dove. The water. The wine, the rain, the fire. Here we read of the oil. I'm reading and I need to get through now. Hallelujah. Verse 3. Then he said, go borrow vessels at large for yourself from all your neighbors, even empty vessels. Do not get a few. And you shall go in and shut the door behind you. And your sons and pour out into all these vessels and you shall set it aside what is full. What we should do, we should shut the door behind us. This is the secret place where the oil flow. Hallelujah. Many have got this sticker on their cars. This car is protected by Psalm 91. It cannot be like that. You must dwell in the secret place, not visit there. The priest stays there. The priest lives there. The secret place is the holy of holies. Hallelujah. It's there where the oil flow. Do you hear me? It's there where the oil come from. It's there where this electricity come. It's there where the power supply comes from. And then she came, verse 6, and it came about when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessels, vessel. And he said to her, there's not one vessel more. And the oil stopped. Do you see that the oil will stop if there's no vacuum for the oil to flow? So we need to stay hungry. We need to stay empty. We need to stay humble. We need to stay, I need the supply. You cannot live on two days supply of oil. No, we need every day a fresh supply. We stay dependent on God. Hallelujah. Verse 7. Then she came and told the man of God. Do you see? The prophet is a man of God. Amen. Not everybody in the fivefold ministry is a prophet. Amen. Not everyone in the fivefold ministry is a man of God. Do you hear me? A man of God is of the higher caliber in, out of the fivefold ministers. It's a God-formed man. Not a Bible school-made man. Not an internet-made man. Not a man made out of books. And, it's a God-made man. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can see the character of God in him to the glory of God. Hallelujah. And the man, what does the man of God said to her? Then she came to and told the man of God, he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt. And you and your sons can live on the rest. My brother and sister, the key to meeting the debt of the church 
is in the oil of the Holy Spirit. We will cover the bills. Hallelujah. We will pay off our debt. We will meet the requirements of Jesus Christ. We will produce for God the kind of church that he wants. But it's only through the Holy Spirit. It's only through because the Holy Spirit opens up the Bible for us. The Holy Spirit directs the church. I'm here and I need to close and I need to cover three scriptures still. Numbers chapter 9, read it in your spare time after this. Numbers 9, the Bible said as they were traveling through the wilderness, the cloud was over them during the day and it would turn into a fire at night to the glory of God. Then Numbers 9 says, if the cloud came to a standstill and it stands for a week or a day, they had to obey. Nobody could move. And if the cloud lifts, then everybody had to take off their tents, pack up the poles, put all the utensils together and move. Sometimes the cloud came to a standstill for a month. Sometimes for a year, sometimes for two years. What does that tell you? Can I tell you what that means? The church should be directed by the cloud of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have a saying in Friends of Daniel Kingdom Church. You either follow the cloud or the crowd. Do you hear me? Or many wants to follow the crowd and then you are out of tune with the cloud. What does the cloud means? You must move with God. A church must be directed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Why? Because we dependent on the cloud. Do you hear me? The cloud determines the season. Can I tell you five things of the cloud? Why we must stay on? It determines the season. Otherwise, you out of season. Imagine it is winter and you dress like as if it's summer. Amen. You should know the cloud determines the season. Number two, the cloud determines the pace, the speed of how the church move. From the cloud, number three came the manner. Amen. In other words, the cloud give our food for us. Amen. Number four, the cloud determines the atmosphere. Amen. And God lives in a certain atmosphere. Because at night it turns to a ball of fire. A pillar of fire to keep Israel warm to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So and in, from that cloud comes your protection. Because if you feel, I'm now fed up. Of, 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 of lowering my tent again after a week. We're going to stay here. Then you, you alone. You're exposed to the elements. And in the desert. There were scorpions and snakes and spiders and things. But under the cloud. You are protected. By this Holy Spirit. To the glory of God. Please read Numbers chapter 9. I'm reading to you now. And as I close. John chapter 7. John chapter 2 verse 17. Because I need to close. It says that. Jesus came into the temple. You know. He chased out the oxen. The sheep. He turned over the tables. And as he was doing this, the disciples remembered it was written of him that zeal for God's house consumed him. Hallelujah. We should become like our Lord Jesus Christ to have zeal for the work of God. Hallelujah. Zeal for the work of God. Please write down or make a note of Luke chapter 2 verse 49. That what, what was written of him when he was clean. In other words, he was cleaning the temple so that there can be purity before there can be prayer and there can be power. But Luke chapter 2 verse 49, 
It was when he was 12 years old. He already had this thing consuming him for the house of God. Because at 12 years old, he disappeared when his parents returned to Nazareth away from Jerusalem. And for three days, they were looking for him. And when they found him after three days, they were disappointed in him. But he said to them these words, you should have known that I must be about my father's business. Luke 2 verse 49, I must be about my father's business. Hallelujah. And I'm hastened to tell you, you yourself who are born again and saved, you should be about business of God hallelujah and a business demands everything from you look what Jesus sacrificed when he was 12 years old for those three days you know what and this is what you should sacrifice for God's business for God's house Jesus sacrificed sleep because his parents could have asked him for those three days where did you sleep he said, sleep is not of so such importance. Where did you get clothing from? Where did you get food from? He sacrificed food. He sacrificed clothing. He sacrificed sleep. He sacrificed family. He sacrificed friends. He sacrificed time. All for the house of God. Hallelujah. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Paul said to Timothy, he said, be a role model in your youth for God's people. Be an example in the word. And he says, be absorbed with the things of God. Hallelujah. I'm closing with Lamentations chapter 3 verse 27 where the Bible says Jeremiah says it is good for a young man to have the yoke of God while he is young. Hallelujah. I'm reading out of Lamentations chapter 3 verse 27. Hallelujah. It is good to have the yoke of the Lord while you are young because before other things get a hold of you and sidetracked you let the yoke of God be in your life strive to become a shepherd strive to become an evangelist strive to work in the work of God get consumed and occupied with the work of God while you are young hallelujah and we are older, let's direct all our energy and our powers to God. Because the night comes when no one can work anymore. John chapter 9 verse 4 says, Jesus says, I must do the work of him who have called me. Because night comes when no one can work. Hallelujah. Because it's ultimately that what will count when we get into heaven. May God bless you as you get directed by the Holy Spirit and be consumed with zeal for the Lord and for his work. May you never disregard the oil of the Holy Spirit. Don't have a power failure. Don't have load shedding but have the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm closing and saying to you again, the Holy Spirit is like water. You cannot go without water. You need to drink water and liquid. It tells you how important the Holy Spirit is like water. He is like wine. He gives you joy and he gives you boldness, the wine. He is like fire. He will give you passion and zeal. He 
He is like rain. He will keep you productive and bring speed. And he lastly, he is like oil. He makes things smooth and he keeps you healthy. May God bless you. Receive the prayer to the glory of God. Now, Heavenly Father, bless every brother and sister who have listened to your word. Help and take this word, Father, and burn it into the mind, the spirit of your people and into their hearts. And help us to give to you the church, the kind of church that you once for our Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to imitate our Lord from whom of whom it is written that zeal for God's house consumed him. Father, baptize us afresh with the Holy Spirit. Help us, O oh God, to restore the altar in our life, to be real priests so that we can move from there to the prophetic and kings. Bless this word and may your Holy Spirit be poured out into the spirit of every believer as we seek the glory of God and to fulfill the purpose of the Lord for our lives and for the church in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Hey,